Hey guys, it's Mo here. Just a heads up that there was a small recording issue that resulted in a small echo on my track for this episode. We are resolving it for the next episode, and I hope you still enjoy because this one was a fun one. Well, I'm not an expert. I'm not an authority. I'm someone who has been a murderer for almost 20 years. Maybe I should have killed four or 500 people, then I would have felt better. People say, Ted Bundy didn't show any emotion. There must be something in that. I showed emotion. You know what people said? See, you really can't get violent and angry. Welcome to The Squonk and the Hag, a podcast about murder, mystery, the supernatural, and even a conspiracy or two. Dun, dun, dun. My name is Mo. And I'm Kraken. Welcome on in, guys, to another episode of The Squonk and the Hag. And I think this is turning into a lot of people's favorite, but I could be wrong. Krakow Tales? It's Krakow Tales. I mean, I didn't know that Krakow's had tales, but I mean, this is this is fine. I might This might be the earliest that I said I'm leaving. <laughs> New record. I'm going to write that one down. I'm keeping score. I have like a little scoreboard and like how, how soon... You just sit there with a stopwatch each week, like, ah. I I, uh, I click the call button, and as soon as you answer, I click the stopwatch. And that way I can time it to see, like, from the time you answer to the time you say I'm leaving, we, we see we see what we've got. You're the Usain Bolt of annoyance. Exactly. <laughs> Annoy most speedrun, <laughs> any percent. All right, so... What are we going to talk about this evening, Krakow? We're going to talk about one that you possibly know. The we're, we're talking about the Lost Colony of Roanoke. Now, we actually brought this up in our last Krakow. We did. I almost said Croco Tail. I mean... And then I got... Remember when you Photoshop the Lorax on a pair of Crocs? Yes, that is because uh, if you put the word Kraken into uh, text-to-speech, it will pronounce it as Kraken. Our last crocodile. Here we go. We talked about the lost city of Anchikuni, and we mentioned the lost colony of Roanoke, and we already had it researched by the beautiful Allie Beth. And now here we are. 10 out of 10 best researcher. Uh, you know, Ranger listens. I mean, I say the same thing about him. We have 10 out of 10 best research department. There you go. There you go, correct. I had to correct myself. But um, sh- should we be a little concerned here that uh, the past two Krakow Tales have been missing people? Should we just keep the theme going? Every Krakow Tale is like some sort of disappearance story. I mean, as long as you're not the one doing the, the the disappearing act and you're not just like wiping people off the planet, I think we're okay. But if it is you and we just solved a whole bunch of crimes, I'm going to cash in on the reward money. You would. You would. For my first act, I will disappear and then reappear behind Mo. Okay, I'm leaving. How fast did you turn around? Well, so the way our room is laid out behind my chair is Chris's desk, and Chris is at his desk. So if you magically appeared behind me, I would hope that Chris would notice, but most likely not because he's playing Fallout. Oh, I would reappear on top of his desk, knocking over several things in the process. Sounds about right. You'd just be like one of the cats, like knocking glasses on the floor, like, yeah! Pretty much, yes. That is exactly me. Honestly, that's that's how I play Skyrim. I'll literally hop on the table and walk up and down the table until I knock everything off that isn't anchored to the table. And I'm not surprised. I thought it was funny because 
Chris was in Steam and it popped up and it's like, Kraken is playing Skyrim. And he's like, Crackle oh, is playing Skyrim. And I'm like, I don't think Crackle plays Skyrim the way you play Skyrim, Chris. But what's, what's the difference? <laughs> you have no idea what you're doing. Fair. That and I've just recently got into modded, so it's it's all, all kinds of fun over there. What class do you play? Excuse me, what? Uh, not class, race. What race do you play? I have several. The one that uh, that I'm playing on stream is um, is a Khajiit. Surprisingly enough, it's a thief. I knew that. I I, I was like, he's gonna say Khajiit. Yes. And I discovered that they are apparently OP at hand to hand combat. So. I mean, they have uh, knives built in. Yeah. Mm, I I knew that, and I was still surprised when someone said I wasn't allowed to use weapons, and I walk up to someone expecting to die, and I just like yeet them across the room. So I I have had my uh, my real life encounter with uh, Khajiit claws because um, I had to trim Han's claws, and I still like have these huge bruises and puncture wounds on the inside of my thigh, where he. Uh, he got me. And that was like a week and a half, two weeks ago. You tried to disarm him, of, of course. Of course he's angry. I, I was able to get one foot done, and then that happened. And then I had to I had to wrangle him a second time to get the other foot done. And uh, I never want to do that again. But you'll have to at some point. Like once a month, pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Have fun. So Roanoke, hey! Right, back in full circle to the story, the, the reason we're here. Is this really the reason we're here? I feel like the stories are just filler at this point. Because <laughs> we are incapable of staying on topic. We just need to have one episode a month just be like, what? we'll just hop in a call and you just hit record <laughs> and we'll just let it happen. And you know what? That's probably the time that I'll be like, oh my God, dude, I saw this, this thing and I'll tell you like this whole story that's actually relevant to the podcast content mm -hmm. and we won't have a tangent at all. Yeah, that'll be the one time we actually go through a story. So so there, there's an idea. Um, just uh, we'll, we'll invite the whole team on and this is the one where we'll just hit record and just let whatever happen happen. Honestly, that would be freaking hilarious because Ranger, Allie, and Bobo are such characters. Oh my God. Podcast after dark. Yeah. The only thing is uh, my sister who does our social media does not have Discord. So she needs to get that. Well, it sounds like you have time to fix that before we do this. True. True. I have tried. Try again. Because <laughs> that's, that's going to make it work. Although I will say, oh my God. When, what was it yesterday? Allie gets in the, the group chat and she's like, what did I just walk in on? Exactly. Yes. Welcome to Team Podcast. I love how the group chat started off like serious and it was only like podcast discussion stuff and links and images, but then it just evolved into memes and whatever we wanted to throw in there to show the group. Hey, you're the guy who showed the Japanese butt eye guy. I'm going to provide no context and just leave that there. I will provide context. Kraken shared a picture of a guy who instead of a butt, it's a giant eyeball. Yeah. I don't know if that actually adds context or not. <laughs> it, it, it probably makes it worse because that doesn't specify whether or not it's like a drawing, an animation, real life. Like, so it's, it's kind of worse. And uh, this just highlights our levels of professionalism. Yes. We clearly <laughs> know what we are doing. I am not reading a script right now. This is fine. Okay, okay, for real, for real, real, for real, real, yo. Story time? Story time. Story time. So, this story, we have to go way, 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 way back. Way back in the way back machine? Yes, all, all the way back. This, this is, this is before 
any of the any of what was I just about to say? This is before America was founded. This is before anything. This is before time began. Basically, yes. Like you could argue that that's true because in in the map image that's included included in the little PDF file here, there's there's literally a sea monster in the ocean. So like I, it could very well be the Land Before Time <laughs> for all I know. God, that movie makes me cry. Please don't bring that movie up. What the Land Before Time with the tree stars and Littlefoot? I'm leaving. There it is again. Anyway, so the New World, at least new to the Europeans, for the indigenous people, this this was home and had always been home. There was nothing new about it for them, but the new fad in Europe was apparently sending groups of people over to, to the shiny new land to, to claim as much of it as possible in the name of whatever country or monarch they represented. Never mind that people had lived on that land for millennia before they got there. They saw it. And they, they wanted it. So they're like, this is this is mine now. You made this? Nah, I made this. I will say this is one of the saddest things in history in my in my mind. In my cause like Yeah. I know there's there have been horrible things in history. Wars and you know, genocides and things like that. But what yeah. the uh European settlers did to the Native Americans I think is still one of the most heartbreaking things. Yeah, like it's 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 one thing to come over and like quote claim the land, but it's another thing when you keep you, you keep being like no 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 I'll pay you for it I'll pay you for it it's fine you just you just go over here and I'll, I'll pay you for it and then later on it's like I want that now you just go a little further. But even with the ruthless mentality of the colonizers, survival wasn't guaranteed and many struggled to establish permanent settlements and there were many failures in the early years. And today's story happens to be one of those failures. But the settlement's name is now associated with mystery and intrigue due to the unanswered questions that still linger today. So this is the story of Roanoke, another colony of people that randomly went missing for whatever reason. I would like to say, because I am also looking at the notes here, uh, I love that this one has how to pronounce Roanoke for you. And that's the funny thing is, like, I saw that and then I was like, okay, because I was pretty sure I was pronouncing that right, but if that was, like, something completely different... It's, 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 it's funny but sad that everyone's like, okay, we're gonna help Krakow with pronunciation of everything. It's funny that that's become a thing. There used to not be little tags in there that it's how to pronounce the name of a place <laughs> until I started mispronouncing things. Well, I think it's funny. Um, I'm part of a Discord for podcast creators. Actually, you're a part of it as well. Yes. Um, and there is a Squonk and the Hag thread and uh, Raymond and Corey always mention about their favorite game is what is Krakow going to mispronounce today? <laughs> it's a fun game the whole family can play. Even worse, you can turn it into a drinking game if you want, but uh, <laughs> everyone's going to black out before the episode ends. Well, we were actually talking in our extraordinarily professional podcast chat about a Squawk and a Hag drinking game. So it was like Krakow mispronounced something. You drink. Mo leaves. You drink. <laughs> <laughs> they go off on a tangent. You drink. You Basically drink. drink the entire, for the entire episode, just drink. Yeah, the reason we can't release this is people will die of alcohol poisoning. Basically, yes. It, it, we're we'll, we're going to work on an, an actual card game. It's going to be like Cards Against Humanity, but it's all my pronunciations <laughs> of words. And you have to figure out what the word is, actually. 
Yeah, it's like charades, but you're given the mispronunciation of the word and you have to like try to let people figure out what it is. I love it. Coming soon to the squawkandthehag.com. Mid, north, south, east, west, the middle of the northern, southern, easterly, western parts. Yes. Oh, an update on that. Uh, it was a typo. It was supposed to be the Midwest. Fair enough, but still, that's not going to stop me. Yeah, it's northern of the mid, southeast, western part of the Adirondack Mountains. What is the Adirondacks? I thought it was the Abacus Mountains. Mm-hmm. Yes, and they are shaped like a chair. Yes, though they're clearly not. I, I looked at a photo on Google Images. They're not shaped like a chair. Moving on. <laughs> anyway, so apparently there were there were many attempts to settle here. Spain had already set up camp throughout the southern parts of North America and some of the Caribbean and South America. Uh, the French and the Dutch were also checking things out because they didn't want to be left out. Um, England wanted the whole New World land grab. They, they, they want they wanted in on that because they're they're like everyone else is moving here we, we can't be beaten to it because that's that's the kind of race you want to be in right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. who can take the most of someone else's stuff that's just theft mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. a theft speed run any percent I had just taken a sip as you said that and it almost went up in my nose luckily I have water tonight. Take a shot. Anytime Mo almost snorts your drink. But at least it wasn't like soda or something, because I don't know if you've ever like gotten that up in your nose. That hurt. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not fun. Water's not, not nearly as bad. So, Queen Elizabeth I granted a charter to Sir Walter Raleigh to establish an English settlement in the New World. Essentially, a charter was pretty much a legal document that gave Raleigh permission to claim a portion of the land to settle in in the name of England which I, I don't really understand how you can do that. Like, can I just give myself a, a charter to, like, claim your house? Is that is that how this works? Oh, yeah! You just come up here and you're like, hi, this is mine now. I can claim a portion of your house on behalf of the queen. You can have the basement? Well, you didn't have a basement. I don't have an attic. We very much do have a basement. No, I think you have an attic. No, I don't have an attic. I mean, if you're all, you you all heard it here and we have recorded proof, she is offering me a basement room. Yeah, our basement's kind of like a dungeon. You you think I won't turn it around and put like Hello Kitty wallpaper all over the place down there? It's cold and damp and it doesn't have very good lighting. (laughs) But you go on with your bad self and you can get your Hello Kitty wallpaper, your little Paw Patrol bed go for it. It's so you fine. say cold and damp, but what I'm hearing is there's air conditioning and free water. <laughs> I would not lick the puddle on the floor in the basement. You can't stop me. <laughs> Fair. Um, Alright, go ahead and you lick that puddle, my friend. And this is how Mo got a frog settlement in her basement. <laughs> anyway, Mo. So yeah, the queen can just be like, here, Go steal someone else's land. Yeah, pretty much. Like, here, I wrote you a piece of paper. You have permission. It's all good. Just go over here and just be like, I live here now. So supposedly that was it. And if if he were successful, Raleigh would have been the first to establish a permanent English settlement in the New World, a distinction that he was very eager to claim. Now, Raleigh didn't get to set up the settlement himself. He did, however, fund the entire thing and hired men to go on his behalf. So he he basically was just like, I'll take the fame. You all go do the work for me. So here's here's some money. You can you can go over there and do that. I'm going to stay at home. The first man sent was Sir Richard Greenville in 1584. Uh, The settlement was meant to be in Chesapeake Bay, 
but instead they landed on Roanoke Island. I, I don't I don't know how how they made a mistake, but I guess it was possible because they didn't exactly have Google Maps. Well, they thought originally that the, the Americas was India, so I can see how they would mistake that. Yeah, fair. They had a sea serpent in their maps. Yeah, they were probably avoiding the sea serpent. They were tr- probably trying to find a way around it and ended up there. That would be kind of funny. You just you're a map maker and like you you just put sea serpents and stuff in the water on your maps, just you know purely for decoration. And then as you're selling them, people are avoiding that area because they think there's a sea monster there. <laughs> I wonder if that's actually what happened. Who knows? I don't even know if that's like literally what their map looked like or not. I have no idea. Because how do you map a place you've never been to? Weren't other people there? first before because what I saw up here in the note was if he was successful he would have been the first to establish, oh, well, yeah, says yeah, establish yeah. a permanent settlement so yeah so like people had found the area but they, people had set up camp and stuff but they didn't yeah yeah I see, I see that yeah they were That's like level bad. one yeah. Yeah, they, they were they were the level ones, uh, level one criminals, and he's trying to come in and be the level one hundred mob boss. I keep getting ads for stupid games like that. For it's like Idol Mafia or something like that, and I'm like, what? Yeah. I would much rather have the Idol Cat Shelter, thank you. But or the ones <laughs> with the uh, the puzzles where you got to like slide the bars out and get the knight to the treasure without dropping him into the werewolf pit or something and then like you look at the game and it has nothing to do with that there is one game that actually is that but all the other ones and there's also the one where it's like you know it's these two people freezing in like a decrepit house and you're supposed to like light the fire and fix the window and all that stuff and then you open it up and it's like bejeweled so I don't remember the name of it but that actually is a game oh really yeah because I remember seeing it and I was like Wait a minute, that, that one's actually real. Cause it's it's not exactly the same, but it's it's pretty much the same thing. You have to fix up the old house and then it like magically repairs itself as you complete puzzles. Like you click on the broken mirror, it takes you into a puzzle, you complete the puzzle, and suddenly the mirror's fixed. Mm, nice. Yeah, I don't know. I um uh, No no idea what it was called though, but I'm a sucker for really lame casual games on this. So phone. you do have games on your phone? I'm on my way. That was just me. Like, if, if I had a camera on my face, that was just sheer panic. <laughs> Wonderful. Roanoke Island. Yes. The first man they sent there, Sir Richard Greenville, which is, is currently 1584. So the Roanoke Island is located off the coast of what is known today as North Carolina. And Roanoke Island is part of what is referred to as the Outer Banks which is pretty much just over 200 miles of barrier islands. I did not know that. Like, I always hear about the Outer Banks. And everyone's like, oh, the Outer Banks. I'm going to the Outer Banks. I kind of knew what it was. Or they have, like, the OBX stickers and stuff. But I didn't realize it was 200 little islands. Well, it was 200 miles of barrier islands. I don't know exactly how many it is, but it's it's a stretch of 200 miles of island, basically. Yeah, I knew that. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah, I knew that. I know how to read. So... Yeah, I thought it was like a beach. <laughs> I was like, it's like on the it's on the coast of one of the Carolinas. It's a beach. I mean, I guess it kind of is. I mean, fair enough. I haven't I haven't been to the coast of North Carolina, so I I had no clue. I I knew it was like a couple of different islands and stuff, but I didn't know it was like 200 miles yeah, long. Yeah, I think I've only driven through North Carolina, and I've been to Charlotte, North Carolina, but that's about it. I never really. Although, um... You didn't come visit me? 
I went to north, uh, south of the border. I went there too. <laughs> that place is so awful and so amazing all at once. <laughs> but see, the thing is, what what you forgot is, uh, it got worse. Everything is currently falling apart. Whatever is still standing is missing paint. What paint is there is faded. What buildings are standing are crumbling. And then the rest of them, they're starting to tear down and remodel. When we were kids, we drove down to Orlando. And when you take 95 through uh, Virginia and then down into Carolinas, uh, there's billboards every couple miles. And it's like, south of the border, 500 miles away. South of the border, 200 miles away. You know, all these billboards and everything like that. So as kids... They're like these neon billboards. So we were obviously obsessed with them, drove my parents crazy. And then we got to stop there and I was really cool. So let me tell you, let me tell you, I got a deck of giant playing cards and a deck of miniature playing cards. You madman. I know, right? And I was just like, look at the cards. Yeah, that's that is a really good actual impersonation of me as a child. It um never got better. That is just absolutely insane. You are you're just so crazy and wild, like giant playing cards and mini playing cards. Someone should stop you. So I know, right? Well, and it has obviously worn off into adulthood because I have a bag of like a hundred miniature six-sided dice just because they were so cute. I got an ad for literally a ring with a 20-carat gold-plated D20 that goes in the ring that you can pull out of the ring, and that way you have a D20 always. Oh, that's amazing. I actually have uh, an enamel pin. I... I think I technically gave it to Chris, but we have an enamel pin and it actually has a spinner on it that you can spin. Yo. And it's a, it's, it's a D20 and it has like a little D20, like drawing graphic on it, but it's this pin. I might have you beat. I have an enamel pin set. It is two pins and it's two cowboy possums. You might have won, although I do have a uh, a Voltron mask that you can lift up the little muzzle and show the robot face. And I have a ginger tabby cat that looks like Wedge wearing a Mm -hmm. Star Trek uniform. (laughs) All right, you win. I can't top that. Anyway... That's that's that that tangent out of the way. This is how tonight's just gonna go. Just just accept it. It's just tangent after tangent. Meanwhile, Bobo's playing the drinking game and like she's passed out over here and I love how we are literally four paragraphs into this whole story. (laughs) And we've been recording for half an hour. It's fine. It's fine. The story is just filler. It's true. It's true. We just got to embrace it. We just have to accept Mm -hmm. who and what we are. Let it happen. It's fine. So the Outer Banks is 200 miles of barrier islands. Yeah, and we we somehow ended up at Roanoke instead of Chesapeake Bay. I I don't know how I don't know how or where we went so wrong, but here's where we are. I don't know, but on this map, there is a Lake Matamuskeet and I think that's funny. Yeah. 
It's right by the swan, the swan quarter. Wonderful. It's, it's you know, in Roanoke Island, where we're talking about, it's right near Stumpy Point. Mm-hmm. And uh, Duck. Wait, is there literally one called <laughs> Duck? Wait, what? Oh, there is. Above Southern Shores. How have I never heard of the, the little island called Duck? And and then you go from zero to 100 real quick from Duck down to Kill Devil Hill. <laughs> Maybe you need to duck in order to kill the devil on the hill. You better make sure you aim for Nag's head. I feel like we need to just do an episode where you give us like a map of a weird place. You know what the funny thing is? That's one of my favorite, I guess, hobby, I guess you could call it, is I will get sidetracked and when I'm looking for like directions to somewhere on Google Maps, I'll zoom out and be like, what's this little tiny town no one's ever heard of? What's this called? Well, remember when we did the chessboard killer and then at the end we were just on uh, Google Street View for like an hour and a half after we finished recording? Oh my God. When, when I was... When I was in tears in Russian Google Street View looking at the little Russian cat and the pet store that was just called Pet Store and for some reason it was a convenience store that sold cigarettes and snacks. <laughs> we're doing this again. We're doing this again. I don't know. While we're on the topic of maps, have I have I ever um I'm gonna continue this tangent really quick. Have I ever like proposed my plan to you? Or my thought, not really a plan. I shouldn't say plan because, like, that's going to get me flagged, like, with multiple three-letter Wait, agencies. You had, you had a thought. Yes, briefly while looking at Google Maps, and then it left me. So, you know how there's there's a point in Alaska where it's like super close to Russia, yeah. right? What if you could get like a raft from Walmart and just like full send? Just take like a boogie board and dog paddle over. Exactly, because like there's an island about halfway in between the two. So you have a stopping point and there's a village on that island. May I ask what you're going to do? Like, you just want to see if you can? Basically, just see if you, you see if I can. Yeah, that or either go when it's when it's like really cold and like the, the sea is frozen over up there because apparently there's a lot of ice in that part of the sea. And can you just walk across? We'll just camp on the ice. It'll be fine. Nothing will go wrong, I'm sure. I'm not thinking about going to Walmart and buying a raft and a paddle for like 20 bucks and then just full sending it with no no thought about what to do. And then we never heard from Krako again. Krako calls from some random Russian prison. <laughs> See, I was thinking you'd call your like, I didn't know it would be so cold. <laughs> Mo, come pick me up. No, you see, the thing is, the thing is, uh, while I was looking at said small villages, um, those places don't have electricity. I wouldn't be calling. Oh, I thought you would at least grab a satellite phone. You, you, you think I thought that far ahead, bro? All I got was some granola bars, some graham crackers, and a raft. That was your mistake in assuming I thought that far ahead and prepared that much. <laughs> and it was at this point, halfway across the Baltic Sea, that Cracker was like, forgot the juice. Back to the topic at hand. All right, I'm gonna, I'm shutting my mouth. I'm not talking. At least a paragraph. This is fine. We can do this. So we're at Roanoke Island, the 200 miles of barrier islands. So they set up a small fort and Greenville left a group of men there as he explored the area. But this and like, I don't I don't mean to make light of a bad situation. Like nothing about what I'm about to say is is funny. But um, this this is my way of 
coping with it, I guess, is making a joke out of it, even though it's not entirely what I'm trying to do. Um, this is a Krakow vibe. So he left to explore the area. However, Greenville burned down the village of a local community. So I will quote Bailey Sarian because she says it at least once an episode. And she, she'll like giggle at something. She's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm laughing because I'm uncomfortable. Yeah, that that's me. <laughs> and I'm like, that's us. That, that's me. That is us so right there. He, he, he was just going to explore. And then he's like, yeah, he just... I'm going to burn down a village. Yeah, so he, he burned down the village of a community of Carolina Algonquians. And that basically, as, as you can imagine, it ruined the friendly relationship that they had previously had. Oh, you think? I don't know. I, I'm kind of curious as to how that escalated so quickly from exploring to burning down a village. What happened in between? Yeah, I like that doesn't make any sense. No. Like, even if you would like say you got in a fight with someone there, how does that like I can't think of any sequence of events that goes from I am out exploring by myself to I'm going to burn a village down. Exactly. So through uh, a series of unfortunate events that apparently followed, Greenville couldn't get back to the fort on Roanoke, and those who were left behind ended up catching a ride with Sir Francis Drake, and they went back to England. Some men stayed behind at the fort, but all the other settlers were like, yeah, I'm, I'm going home. Probably because the, their leader was out burning down villages and causing problems. So, while this attempt was complete, it was just a complete disaster, this didn't deter Raleigh from trying to find someone else to settle there and fulfill his charter. Because, you know, went bad the first time, they're going to be happy to see more people show up. Oh, yeah. But for the second time, he thought it would be a great idea. Raleigh thought it would be a great idea to have more families go and create more of a village rather than a fort. I guess maybe he was like, hey, we just want to settle here, too. We're not trying to, you know, set up military operations over here it's a little different maybe but um i feel like if you burn down someone's entire village they're not gonna care. yeah no they're, they're not like maybe it would have been different if they set up the village in the first place instead of a fort and then going and burning down a village potentially it could yeah. have possibly been better but um this, this time raleigh would enlist the help of john white to be the mayor of this colony and in 1587, White would arrive in the New World with 115 colonists, which included his wife, his pregnant daughter, and his son-in-law. So, again, like the first expedition, they were supposed to go to Chesapeake Bay, but the ship's captain was determined to go back to Roanoke Island to check on the men that they left at the fort. Oh, that, like... This is gonna, this is gonna be fine. I know it's not. They should have gone to Chesapeake Bay. There's crab. Yeah, they should have just left. They should just, they should have just left. Instead, hey, you know what? There's this island with a fort and some really angry natives. It's gonna be fine. Especially for the women and children. It's gonna be great. And this time, yeah, we don't have soldiers. We have women and children this time. It's gonna be fine. <sighs> so it was sometime in July or August. It was around that time. Uh, so while Roanoke was not where they wanted to start their settlement, White decided that they had no choice but to start a colony there because winter was coming. I feel like this could have been avoided if they went... Winter? Oh, wait, you don't watch TV. Never. Are you talking about Game of Thrones? Yeah. Yes, I've actually seen that show. What? And add a new one to the list. Moe's mind is blown. <laughs> All right, so winter is coming. Yes. It is unclear if the men were still at the fort, but the structure was still there. So apparently the natives didn't decide to get revenge and burn that place down. 
and the colonists decided to build other structures to house the people there. So we, we've gone from going to make a village in Chesapeake Bay to now we're building a village out of a fort in Roanoke. Really just angered a bunch of people. Makes sense, question mark? I mean, do you think if you if you built, like, depending on what the fort looked like and how big it was, I mean, you just build the fort or build the village inside the walls of the fort, you know, extra extra security, maybe? Also, I'm looking at this picture of the settlement at Roanoke. It's just a, it's a drawing, a depiction of it. And the one guy in the boat with the hmm. sail, does he have bunny ears? I believe that might be a feather, but it does look like bunny ears. Which would probably explain why the natives were scared. It's now canon in my mind that they showed up dressed as the Easter Bunny. Psychological warfare. So at this point, White's daughter, Eleanor Dare, gave birth to Virginia Dare on August 18th. Virginia was known as the first English baby born in North America, but life was fraught with challenges, and it became apparent that they they got there a little too late in the season to have enough of a harvest. I I don't know whose brilliant idea that was. It couldn't have been the guy who wanted to go off course. Additionally, the relationship between the colonists and the indigenous people were tense. I wonder why. And apparently something else had happened while we were here and uh, we were here. Yes, this is this is a this is a firsthand account of how we did this. Yes. Yeah. You and I, we back in the 1500s. Apparently we time travel. If anything, we're very incompetent vampires. Yeah, but I would say incompetent vampire is the most likely situation. Neither of us is smart enough or talented enough for time travel. And obviously too derpy to be any sort of god or deity so and there's a chance you could become a vampire by accident too so like you don't you can't even argue that we're smart enough to know how to become vampires so i mean (laughs) it's like dude i don't feel good what happened uh i think we're vampires (laughs) what happened i don't like the sun (laughs) well i don't (laughs) i mean same Oh no, we're vampires. I prefer it to be like dark, dreary, and cold. Me too. We're accidental derpy vampires. Oh no. Back to the horrible things that happen. Again, we use humor and goofiness to deal with the fact that we can't process such horrible things that happen. Exactly. I'm laughing because I'm uncomfortable. Yes. Out of retaliation for the death of a colonist, White ordered several attacks on nearby indigenous villages. Because that's going to make things better. Mm, It's going to solve everything. Yeah. Surprisingly enough, though, this caused a back and forth between between the two groups. I would have never guessed. So now we have the lack of harvest and the conflict with the indigenous people. White, because of all of that, White felt that he needed more manpower and resources if the settlement were to survive. So not long after he got there in Roanoke, he sailed back to England to get whatever he needed. Okay, that's that's messed up. He comes in, says, oh, you know what? Attack those people. Starts this big ruckus and then he leaves. He's just like, all right, I'm going to head out. You guys got this? All right, cool. I'll be back. You know, you women and children, I bet you have a little pitchfork, don't you? You go right out there. Please, no, not Fisher Price is my first angry mob kit. Uh, but that's just that's just really awful that he would do that. And that's another thing to think about too. Is like when you think about he's going back to England. Like you have to keep in mind he's going. It takes months. by a ship, a sail ship. Not like he doesn't have a motor. Like he's, he's going to take it's going to take a while to get there and back. Well, yeah, he's going to have to get there, rouse the troops, 
get all the resources to pack in the ship Mm -hmm. and then sail back. So he probably was gone for a couple months. Probably, yes. The plan was to go to England and return with what they needed. So he also left his family behind as well as all the settlers because nothing's going to go wrong. As a good person does. Mm -hmm. Because he was like, yeah, I'll I'll see them in a few short months. I'll I'll be back. It's going to be fine. But when he got back to England, White found a country at war with Spain and its impressive armada. Every ship was enlisted to fight in the naval war, and White couldn't get anyone to go back to Roanoke with him. Glad he thought this through. I feel like someone should have told him this, or he should have... He really planned. Yeah, yeah. So now, White is stranded in England, and what what was meant to be just a few months' trip turned into three years. He was stuck in England, worrying about his family, and especially his granddaughter, for three years. But in uh, 1590, White finally got the resources together and sailed back to Roanoke to be reunited with his family. And at least that's what he thought. This is the part where uh, where everything goes black and white and we have the, the ominous drums and, you know, like in the murder mystery shows, like everything was normal until it wasn't. This is when the host of the Twilight Zone appears. Yes. So White landed on Roanoke Island in August of 1590, very close to the third birthday of his granddaughter. But... He got no warm welcome. There was no welcome at all. White and company found the settlement completely abandoned. The overgrown brush was everywhere and all signs of life had been removed. But there were no signs of an attack or that they fled in distress. Everything was tidy and as abandoned as an abandoned settlement could be. No bodies or graves were found and everything was quiet and untouched. It was like they just they just left. They just they just up and left. In his journal, uh, White wrote, We passed toward the place where, where, where they were left in sundry houses, but we found the houses taken down, and five foot from the ground in fair capital letters was graven Roatone, without any cross or sign of distress. And I almost got that one right, because as I scroll down, there's the note on how to pronounce it. It's not Croatone, Croatoan. There's another, there's another letter in there. If you had watched Supernatural, you would have known how to say it, sir. I just look at a word and I say, this is how I'm going to pronounce it. Fight me. I was going to argue, but that's very accurate. That's exactly how your brain works. Usually works. Yes. So that was the, the only thing that was left behind carved into uh, one of the, the fortifications. Some reports say that CRO was carved into a nearby tree and the word was not unfamiliar to White. It was the name of a community of indigenous people occupying another nearby island. White came to the conclusion that the settlers, facing a dismal chance of survival, joined the nearby Croatoan community and left this message so that White would know where to find them later. Unfortunately, White was not would not be able to search any further for his family because a hurricane was closing in on them. So I feel like this this is like a few episodes back we talked about the movie that shouldn't have been made. Oh yes, that movie. And it's just signs. <laughs> hey, maybe this is a bad idea. Mm-hmm. And yet, he never stops. Nope. It's almost like they don't know better. Yeah, hurricane. Yay. Community missing. Yay. Let's just keep going. <laughs> yeah, sure it'll be fine. Nothing will go wrong. 
So before any more could be done to locate these colonists, White and his men had to leave and go back to England, and White would never be able to gather the resources needed to return to the New World, and he would later die in England, never finding out what happened to his family or the settlers. Oh, that's really sad. Yeah, he, he left on what he thought was just going to be a few months trip, got stuck for three years, and back to find them gone and can't do a thing about it, and you have to retreat to England. That's That's pretty bad. Because I'm sure at the time, with with the natives being unhappy with them being there, your mind would probably get begin to wonder, like, yeah, did they get captured? Did they get taken? What happened? You know, like, there's many things that could have happened. But over the coming years, searches were done for these lost colonists when Jamestown was established 17 years later, and some attempts were made to send search parties for the missing colonists. But when they when they would ask some of the indigenous communities if they knew what happened to the colony, they would be regaled with reports of pale skinned people living further south and indigenous people who could speak and read English. But none of these stories were ever uh, substantiated and the mystery still continues today. We, we don't know what happened. Yeah, there's a lot of like theories and guesses, but no actual yeah, knowledge. Yeah, so speaking of theories, uh, if you want to get into some really crazy theories, like we're, we're, we're going from zero to 100 real quick. Um, like with most mysteries, there's always theories that range from plausible to completely outlandish. And one group claims that a zombie outbreak led to cannibalism when no more food was to be found. They decomposed, and that is why there's no remains. Oh, uh, yeah, sure. Any other theories? <laughs> well, there's there's always, you know, the classic abducted by aliens. And then you have the ones that uh, lean more toward the indigenous folklore. And some say a spirit on the island turned them all into trees. Of all the horrible things that could happen, to being turned into a tree is one of the less awful things. It's all fun and games till they build a lumber, lumber mill nearby. Okay, fair, but like trees live for hundreds of years, you provide oxygen, you sit and you just- It's just in, Mo wants to be a tree. No, we already talked about me not liking something. You're right. <laughs> um, we still have more theories other than that. Um, there, There's also some from the indigenous communities about a dangerous reptilian spirit roaming the area. Though many of these stories come from colonists and are rooted in the tendency to blame indigenous communities for the plights of the colonists. If they couldn't claim that a direct attack happened, stories of indigenous spirits or cursed land were often used to villainize the indi indigenous people. But something that's a little more believable, in 1937, something called the Dare Stone was found. And this was new to me. I didn't, I didn't know about this. Uh, it had a letter etched into it to John White from his daughter, Eleanor. The front of the stone says that her husband and daughter, Virginia died in 1591 and that should an Englishman find the stone to show it to her father. On the back, Eleanor states that not long after White's departure, a sickness swept through the colony and reduced their number to 24. Wow. Keep in mind, there were like 115 roughly wow. colonists and now they were down to 24. Well, and you know, it had been, they had been there a couple years because 1590 was the baby's third birthday. So there are a couple years. They probably had children and stuff. Yeah, probably. Um, but it gets, it unfortunately gets worse. Um, she then says that the indigenous people spoke of angry spirits and murdered all of the colonists but seven, which included her husband and daughter. She then goes on to say that a mass grave is buried and a stone with all their names carved into it. Why would they kill the 
baby. Or, well, I guess she was a toddler, but still, like, what? I have, I have no idea. Like, I don't think they should have killed anyone, but why would you kill small children? That's horrible. Yeah, that's, that's just, it's bad, and then there's worse. But, of course, after this one being found, supposedly other dare stones were also discovered, stating that the rest of the colony moved closer to modern-day Atlanta, but these stones were proven to be a hoax in the 1940s, but the original stone is still up to a heated debate. At times it's been authenticated, other times it's been debunked, and it's not really connected to the man who faked the other stones, so that one is still a mystery. But that one is still a big maybe. But the most accepted theory uh, is John White's theory. The colonists joined one of the local indigenous communities, the Lumbee tribe of North Carolina, uh, has long claimed that they're partially descendant of the lost colony, and it's been noted that amongst the Lumbee tribe, blue or gray eyes are a common genetic trait, and it's always been reported that as early as 1719, surnames used amongst the Lumbee included Dial, Hyatt, and Taylor, all sur- surnames of some of the Roanoke colonists. That's also one that I haven't heard before, but is is interesting. So I had actually heard of the theory that they kind of, I didn't hear specifically what tribes or anything, but I had heard that they just kind of blended into the indigenous communities. I have heard that one before. Yeah, I heard that one, but like you said, I didn't hear about the specific tribes and then about the surnames and the the eye colors. Yeah, well, and when it comes to eye colors... Um, blue and gray eyes are some of the rarest because you have to have two recessive genes. Interesting. So a lot of... Didn't you study Punnett squares in school? Cracko? Probably not. Actually, you probably did. You just forgot. Um, yes, that both of those are, are a good possibility. <laughs> so um, blue eyes are a recessive gene, which means you have to have two parents with a blue-eyed gene that both pass on that gene. So each of your parents has two genes and they pass on one of them. And then you get two genes. And a lot of Native Americans have dark eyes. So to have blue eyes, it means that you had multiple people with a blue-eyed gene have a baby and that recessive gene was present on both the mother and father. Interesting. So, like, brown eyes are dominant. That's why, you know, know, a lot of people have brown eyes. And um, then blue eyes, I think gray eyes, and green eyes are recessive. And green eyes are a mutation, actually. They, you know, normally, like, when it, you know, people started... I guess it's sweet, but uh, green eyes weren't a thing, and then there was a mutation in a gene, and now they're part of the gene pool, but originally it was mutation. Yay, learning things with Mo. <laughs> you're not going to remember any of this. <laughs> you're right, you're right, I won't. Okay, the Lumbee tribe. Yes, so they, a lot of them had blue or gray eyes as a common genetic trait from that tribe, and their surnames tended to be some of the ones from the Roanoke colonists. And it's also been noted that when other European groups encountered the Lumbee, a fair number were already speaking English. But nothing definitive has been proven, but there's a lot of coincidences. Yeah. And uh, some early English items were found on indigenous settlements uh, on Hatteras Island to the south, which leads some to believe that that's where they ended up. But 
even more intriguing are the X and Y sites where the first colony foundation was excavated. Uh, it was discovered under um, that under a stain on the map that they had used, not the sea monster. Apparently there was a stain on his map that'll that'll get you every time. Uh, under that, there was what looked like the symbol of a fortified city. Oh. Sites X and Y are efforts made by the Foundation to find evidence that this is a possible second location for the colony, that some conjecture that a backup settlement was established and not all 115 colonists lived in Roanoke alone. Oh. Uh, some excavations have actually recovered shards of ceramics consistent with English ceramics that could have been brought over. Uh, but the, unfortunately, the pandemic slowed down the progress of these excavation, excavations. What, what did I just say? There's not an L in there, but I don't know what word I just made up. Anyway, no one is surprised. Excavations. I don't know where. I don't know. Excavations. You know, those things where they dig stuff up with little shovels and brushes. Yes, good old excavation. These excavations were slowed down due to the pandemic, but they've since started back up, and hopefully soon they'll find some more things. But as of right now, as as of when this was written, I don't think there's any more, any anything else that had been found. Currently, but. Well, it's probably because they're going to do the excavation. It's glovation. Uh, they're going to dig up these things and then they have to examine them. They have to perform tests, clean them up, test you know the, the dirt around them as well as the objects themselves, authenticate them. So it's probably going to be a few years um, after the dig completes that they're actually going to maybe possibly get some answers. Yes. Yeah, they got to do all the fancy science stuff. Meanwhile, me out there dressed in, in my best Indiana Jones costume that I got from uh, Party City, uh, just with the brush and the chisel, and I'm just like, hmm, yes, this is a pot. And you're just holding up a rock. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I bend down, I brush off a rock, and I'm just like, hmm, yes, I wonder what this device could have been used for, and it's just an oddly shaped rock. Can you please make an Indiana Jones ripoff movie that's just that. It's like if Indiana Jones was a complete idiot. <laughs> I mean, yes, we, we can do that. I'll, I'll buy tickets for the premiere. So, thank you for the story. Thank you to Allie yes. for the research. Uh, it's it's a, a head scratcher. I almost said it was a brain scratcher. I mean, kind of the same thing. Kind of, sort of, maybe. Close enough. It was a good and it was a good one, so thank you again. Another good one from the research department. I'll have to make them. I'll have to make them an award out of like macaroni and glue, and and hopefully it doesn't get broken uh, in the mail. Bravo! Yay! Yay! We present this award to Allie and Ranger for being our favorites. As always, make sure to check out our website for all of the show notes, sources, and more information at thesquonkandthehag.com. And we would also love and appreciate your support by either leaving a review on iTunes or through small monthly donations using the viewer support link in the description. And if you don't subscribe, make sure to follow us on your favorite podcast network to get notified of new episodes every Thursday. All right, Krakow, you ready? Goodbye. Okay,